Thanks for pressing play. Welcome to a very special two-part series on Lockhead on Marketing called Did the Roaring Twenties Just Start? See, we believe there's a chance that we could be heading into a time of uh, really, to use a overused word, unprecedented economic growth. I'll get into the specifics in part two on the economy and some of the things that we see going on there. But in this letter, I want to start in a different place. And it's uh, everything we're going to share in this two-part series is based on a recent letter we published in Category Pirates, my new newsletter with the legendary Eddie Yoon and Nicholas Cole. So on this episode, let's talk about how category breakthroughs lead to more category breakthroughs and why we might be living at the greatest time in history for innovation. Uh, my friends at Oracle NetSuite are the number one cloud ERP provider. Check out netsuite.com slash different today to build the platform for your business. That's netsuite.com slash different. And the value of data goes up exponentially almost daily. And my friends at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything. Check out splunk.com slash D, the number two letter E. And one of my favorite podcasts is called Cloud Wars Live with the legendary Bob Evans. And I'm honored to be a regular guest on Cloud Wars Live. Check it out wherever you get legendary podcasts. Now, as Joey Ramone said, hey ho, let's go. This is Lockheeda Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. On May 6th, 1954, a young British lad named Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. And you see, up until that point, the thought of running a four-minute mile, or even less, was completely inconceivable. Some even said it was physically impossible for the human body. But like all legendary innovators, Roger proved them wrong. Uh, Harvard Business Review published a terrific summary of the story, and we'll have links to all the things I mentioned in the show notes if you want to go check them out. And what the HBR said is, quote, the four-minute barrier stood for decades, and when it fell, the circumstances defied the confident predictions of the best minds in the sport. Experts believed that they knew the precise conditions under which the mark would fall. It would have to be perfect weather, 68 degrees, and no wind, on a particular kind of hard track with dry clay and in front of a huge, boisterous cloud, urging the runner on to his best performance ever. But Bannister did it on a cold day, on a wet track, at a small meet in Oxford, England, before a crowd of just a few hundred people, end quote. Now, as you know, breakthroughs create more breakthroughs, and new categories create more new categories, at ever-accelerating rates over time. You see, 46 days later, Bannister's record, the impossible that he achieved, 46 days later, was beaten by a young Australian guy named John Landry. And a year after that, three runners broke the four-minute mile in a single race. 
So what legendary innovators and category designers do is they make the impossible possible. And today, Roger's achievement, which was once impossible, is now unremarkable. You see, running a four-minute mile is considered average in the context of competitive distance running today. And in Roger's case, his breaking the four-minute mile unlocked others to believe it was possible for them too. His achievement was more than just a physical achievement. His achievement showed other runners a new way, opened them up to be more receptive to a different future. As a result, runners changed their training regimens, they changed their measures for success, and they even changed their realities. When a banister breakthrough happens, it creates, if you will, a before and an after. And the people who see or experience that before and after are changed as a result of it. I'll never forget in the 90s, sitting in New York at a super ding-dong hotel, at a Goldman Sachs investment conference uh, where I was presenting with the executive team where the company I was the head of marketing at. And the lunchtime keynote speaker was Jeff Bezos. And you see, Jeff was on the IPO roadshow for Amazon. And as you might expect, the luncheon was sold out, packed, and a standing room only kind of situation. And when Jeff spoke, one thing was true. Virtually everybody in that room knew they were watching the world change. Jeff made it very clear that what he was doing was creating a before and an after, a new category called e-commerce, and of course, a new company. So category designers, innovators, entrepreneurs, that's what they do. They create a before and after. They change reality. They make new possibilities into new realities. In 1999, the cloud was not possible. As a matter of fact, the whole idea of letting another company have all your data and run your apps and not own your apps was borderline insane. In a blind uh, study, 10 out of 10 CIOs said they would not do that. <laughs> I made that up, of course. But really, that's how different the idea of the cloud and renting software over the internet was. And the demand for cloud apps was zero until Mark Benioff, founder of Salesforce.com, changed what was possible. In 2014, dating apps were still created by men. And therefore, the experience on those dating apps were driven often by male users. Whitney Wolf changed that with a new category of dating app for women. Today, Bumble is worth about $7.2 billion, and Whitney is a billionaire. In Roger's case, he smashed an imaginary, what seemed like unmovable milestone. His breakthrough, like all legendary breakthroughs, opened up others to ask, what else is possible? Other people who maybe weren't even runners simply appreciated the achievement, and they noticed that the world had changed. They didn't see maybe how uh, Bannister's breakthrough impacted their lives specifically, but at least they could acknowledge that the world was now different after he did it. And then finally, at the time, most everyday people didn't know Roger had broken this breakthrough. And uh, so they didn't know it happened. And more importantly, they didn't know why it mattered. 
Now, fast forward to today. If you start looking, you'll see Bannister breakthroughs happening everywhere. The receptivity to new possibilities has never been higher than it is right now. Never has the future been sitting in front of us waiting to be created. If you're a regular listener, you know that um, we believe we've been living through a cocoon time. There's before the events of 2020 and there will be after as we come through all of these things. And it feels like to us that the future is sitting in front of us, begging to be created. And those of us with the creativity, with the innovation, with the skills and capabilities to create this future have an opportunity like we've never had before. For example, it wasn't possible that humans could develop and deploy a new vaccine in less than a year. Vaccine innovation was held hostage to an old way of thinking, an industry-accepted set of paradigms or contexts, if you will, that said the development process for a new drug takes uh, decades. And frankly, if you suggested you could get it done otherwise, you'd just be reminded of how difficult it was to bring a new drug to market and the, the, the approval process and all this stuff. It was trapped in a set of old thinking. Citizen space travel uh, was something that only happened on Star Trek. And SpaceX is planning to send up to four private citizens into space to take a trip around the world sometime in 2021 or 2022. Another example, major employers never dreamt of having their people work from home at scale. It happened in a matter of days in 2021. Now, the entire category of work has changed, creating a whole new life work style for people, transforming what a home is, and of course, transforming the entire experience of work, changing traffic patterns, potentially changing pollution, and changing the idea of commuting, never mind dealing a stunning blow to commercial real estate. But on the positive side, there are some fascinating new categories of thinking and approaches to buildings starting to emerge. So look, wherever you look, you'll start seeing banister breakthroughs happening everywhere. And if you pay close attention, you'll see how new categories are creating new categories right before our eyes. Think about what happened, for example, with the launch of the smartphone. Many new innovations came. When a banister breakthrough occurs, the idea of what's possible shifts. So it, with a specific breakthrough, it's cool when that specific breakthrough happens. But the bigger breakthrough is it changes what's possible for people. And that's happening at an accelerated pace right now. So as these breakthroughs continue to occur, just like back in Roger's days, there are three categories of people. They're the people who make the change. They're the people who sit there and go, oh, look, hey, something just changed. And then there are the people who said, uh, what the fuck, did something happen? At this unique moment in history, where almost everything about the way we work, live, and play is at least potentially up for change, the question we all have to ask ourselves is, what kind of person am I? Am I somebody who drives the change, watches the change, or just has a beer and misses the change? <laughs> all right, on our next episode, we will dig into uh, some of the tectonic changes that are happening right now in our economy through the category lens. 
And if by chance you like this kind of thinking, this is the kind of work we're doing on Category Pirates. And if you want to subscribe, go to Lockhead.com, and it'll be very clear how to do that. All right, we would like to thank my good friends at Atrenet, A-T-R-E dot N-E-T, building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. Check them out. My friends at Socrates.ai are helping you deliver employee awesome experiences. Imagine being able to talk or text any question to your company and get an answer back. That's Socrates.ai. If you want to do legendary marketing and media in uh, Australia, beautiful Australia, check out my friends at rapidmedia.com.au. Now, I need to remind you that this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network, and it clearly goes better with libations. Please don't forget to tip your waitstaff on your way out. If you like it enough to listen, why not share this podcast with your whole team? The greatest gift and the greatest acknowledgement you can give us is sharing this podcast. Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Please consult your shaman, lawyer, mystic, doctor, and bartender before acting on anything you heard in today's episode. Don't forget to listen to John Prime. Jay-Z was right. Read the legend, George Lois. We are produced and edited by another legend, the GOAT, Jason DeFilippo. He's the greatest of all time in podcast production, and his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks, is one of my top five favorites. Sarah Knox and Jamie J. do legendal, 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 <laughs> legendary technical execution, and they build Lockhead.com. Show notes by GM Simon. Candy Dandy keeps all the trains running on time. Now, as I leave you, I'll leave you with a quote from the legendary Roger Bannister, who said, Just because they say it's impossible doesn't mean you can't do it. <laughs>